You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, action-packed show planned for you guys today. We'll talk a little auction and we'll talk a lot of electric truck. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the electric truck world and um, it's promising. I like it. I like what's going on there. I like what's going on as well. First, we'll hit uh, eight sleep, eight sleep.com research shows how important sleep is on energy, physical performance, overall health. Sleep is fitness, man. If you're tossing and turning, maybe you're too hot or maybe you're too cold. The ideal temperature helps you sleep longer. I have the pod by eight sleep and it is a game changer. It automatically adjusts temperature. So you can get the deepest, most comfortable sleep. It's, it is really a big deal. And uh, I've always said it would have changed my life. Maybe, maybe it's why I was such a horrible student. I slept on these garages and <laughs> service porches and up in attics and stuff and houses yeah. that didn't have air or anything. And I, was, I was just tossing like and turning. Like a washing machine or something or in the, next to the – on the washing machine. <laughs> I would, in the garage, yeah. in July and August in the San Fernando Valley, I would get up at five in the morning. I would get out of my garage. I would jump over a six-foot cinder block fence. I would go into my neighbor's yard. I would dunk myself in the swimming pool, <laughs> try to get my core temp down, and then come back over the fence and go back to sleep in my garage. <laughs> okay. But if I had eight sleep, yeah. I'd be a happy man right now. 94% of people who sleep on the pod sleep deeper. That's about 100%. And right now, you get 150 bucks off plus free shipping at 8sleep.com slash car. That is 8sleep.com slash car. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash car. It's a game changer. You owe it to yourself. And it's all about sleep hygiene these days. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. It's time for a new month of Adam's Monthly Nut. ACS and car lovers alike, get ready because February shipping includes a Blu-ray of Adam's newest doc, Shelby American, with special features you can't get anywhere else, and a signature from the Ace Man you can't get anywhere else, a Chemical Guys Clean Car Essentials Kit, featuring butter wax, streak-free window cleaner, two odor eliminators, and more. And lastly, in your shipment, you may find a golden ticket for you and a plus one to join us at the Corolla Family Barbecue. The $60 value is yours for only $25. Sign up for one month, nor keep the shipments coming. So prep your mails box and get ready for Adam's Monthly Nut. Hurry, we will sell out. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice for to get on. Mandate. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast, Man of Pearl. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there. Um, I had a thought just to jump into my mind. Um, a little bit of uh, homework for uh, for the folks. Um, we'll get you caught up on what we're doing, the cars we're driving, stuff we're working on. Um, there was a 
there was a um, Senna, Ayrton Senna helmet and a uh, Schumacher helmet, F1 helmets. And uh, they were up on, I want to say RM, maybe Bonham, Gooding, one of the uh, one of the one of the auctions that went off in Europe, yeah, uh, like a couple of days ago, and uh, we have this uh, Hammer Price app, which is a cool app. It's you just download it, and if you're interested in an auction, it'll just tell you what everything went yeah. for. And I was like, oh, I'm going to jump online and find out what those helmets went for. But Hammer Time doesn't do memorabilia. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Hammer Time. Hammer Time. It's Hammer Price. <laughs> it's Hammer. Price. <laughs> right, but I like to call it hammer time. Yeah. But it's a cool for for those who are interested in um keeping up with current prices of, of cars, you could easily find out what four GTs have been trading for yeah. by just hitting this app and sort of You could follow every auction in real time and then you can go back and you can do the searches and do the research. It's my favorite app. It's probably it's, my most used app. Yeah, for me <laughs> me too. You can always get uh, always get caught up on whatever I use it happened. as much as ways. <laughs> and the reason the reason it's a great app is although it's speeding up when the auction is going off uh, sometimes it takes a couple of days for the auction to post stuff. Sometimes they like to cook the books a little. They like to not post stuff that didn't sell or, you know, what, what you know, try to do the backdoor deal and, and, and then post it a few days later. Or, yeah. This you know. sold, this will put it in green if it sold. And I think put it in red if it didn't sell, but it's, it's interesting. It was, uh, the fifth. I think is when this auction yeah, yeah. was. This is Paris uh, Arms Sotheby's, right? And I don't know what the so the reason I'm asking is because I have some cool Newman helmets, and we've talked about memorabilia and value and stuff like that. And much like the race cars themselves, um, the the fire suits and, and and the helmets and that kind of stuff just didn't really it was kind of neither here nor there so like back in the day you would want to get yourself a vintage ferrari and or mercedes-benz Goldwing or something like that and then you'd go what about the old race cars and it's like well unless it was a ferrari gto or some real significant uh, Shelby Cobra or something like that. It was like, eh, it's a Toyota. It's a Gurney Celica Turbo Toyota. It's like for 1987 or something. You'd be like, bleh. It's not worth, it's not a, who cares? Or it's like Cortina with a bunch of history. But it's, it's a four banger, you yeah, know, yeah. or or any of those rally cars. Group C, I think, rally cars like from the 80s or something. Like, it's an 80s rally car. It's not worth anything. It's Japanese <laughs> or, or something, right? Yeah. Lancia, like, bleh, who cares? So that stuff never had any value. Now that stuff has a lot of value. A lot of these, I mean, you know, 240Z sold for 315 grand, you know, as you know from this show. It wasn't a race car, but the point is, is all that stuff. The helmets... The fire suits and like the memorabilia a yeah. few years ago, people are just like, I don't know, who cares? So what? That's it was sort of like it's fun to collect, you know, if you can get it, but it, it wasn't really like a, I don't know, it just didn't seem like something you were trading for. Well, it, it again, it was money. like what the race car was to the street car now or a few years ago, the helmet was to the race car. Now yeah, the race yeah. cars are more valuable and I'd have people come in there, you know, a woman who's 
an absolute expert at this stuff. And she'd look at like, you know, Paul Newman's racing helmet or something or, or Walter Payton's racing suit or something. And she, she'd be like $2,500, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I think it's worth more than that. But they're yeah. like, eh, there's no real comps. Everything in them was sort of comp world and there wasn't any comps. And, and, and she was focusing more on like celebrity memorabilia and not racing memorabilia, right? Right. Like, would you, would she be able to evaluate a Newman helmet and a Senna helmet, or would she say, I don't know who Senna is? Well, the Senna stuff didn't have much to it, and the Schumacher stuff didn't have much to it. But then I was online, and everything was like in euros, but the euros are not that far off the dollar. But it was like estimates, fifty to $70,000, yeah. or 55000 to $80,000. And I was like, well, that's not, you know... That's real money now. Yeah, a few <laughs> short years ago, yeah. those helmets were... $7,000, not $70,000. But I don't know what they ever sold for. So in December, a Senna helmet with a signature that they believe is authentic. So it wasn't even really cleared. Uh, it was estimated, this is at RM, it was estimated uh, 50 to 80, and it sold for $102,000. Oh, wow. Uh, um, so now. Uh, last year, a Schumacher for- Ferrari Formula One helmet uh, sold for 63,000 euros um, in Paris. So this year, RM was expected to get another like 80,000 for another Schumacher helmet, but it sold for 24,000 euros. Wow. And again, the helmets are, are weird because it's like there's like Ayrton Senna wore this during testing. You know, like, like that, I was going like to comment not on that. in an actual F one race. I don't think you like can. That. You can't do like a helmet to helmet apples to apples comparison. You have to be like, is this a Lamar helmet? Is this a a testing helmet? Like, is this you know, is this his Willow Springs track helmet or is this his you know his well Monaco it's, it's, it's starting helmet? It's it's a lot like the cars now. Yeah, like an F one car, just an F one car really doesn't have a ton of value, but if it won the Monaco Grand Prix, yeah. now it has a ton of value. Yeah, so or a, a champion season helmet, and, and in, in Chris's example, uh, the Senna helmet, that one being signed was whatever. However that came to be, he did his season, did his race, whatever, signed it, and then signed it for somebody or some charity or something, and now that's $100,000. What did the uh, so that was the Schumacher or the sorry that was a Schumacher helmet the 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 which one the twenty four thousand yeah that, that was the Schumacher. Schumacher one yeah that yeah. was uh, just in Paris always going to be the last thing you talked about that's my move what is the Senna helmet sell for the uh, the the Senna helmet was one hundred two oh that it the, the no. recent no no what was oh the, the recent one sorry there was, just, there was another one Jesus at that auction Christ. yeah no come on Bucko there's I'm two reading helmets while you guys are talking so no, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you had both of them no the, no I just have that no he I didn't find the one. second set. oh all right. so that were, auction had a second helmet they were just helmet. right next to each other in the auction whatever so I thought I don't uh, again they don't really I don't know if they post the results. Uh, I know that I know the website will post its yeah. auction results, but I don't know that. I guess they do it for memorabilia. They were just right next to each well, other at if, the same auction. So if they showed that it, one sold for twenty four thousand, well, I guess it was a no reserve helmet because it seemed like if the estimate was whatever eighty and it went for twenty four, that's a no reserve sale. Well, also, I, 
Chris probably found some article, not the website. Yeah, well, yeah, I found one from December of uh, 2019, and that was the 102,000. All right, let's, yeah, let's that, just try right. to reset here completely. If you go to the website of the auction and hit results, then everything will come up. The, the auction that just happened. I, okay, I, I got one here. This was 162,000 euros. From oh shoot! See, I clicked next on the uh, the helmet, and it brought me back to this. These 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 RM sites are just—they're not really the easiest to navigate. <laughs> all no, right, all right, all right. So but take, you go to the results on the RM of the 05 Paris or Euro, whatever, and then you'll you'll see it up. There. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you are driving what? Uh, I, I just put to, uh, put to bed the Dodge Challenger Hellcat Red Eye, which mm-hmm. is a uh, complete. Animal, you saw it, uh, yeah. the wide body, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's fun, it's insane, um, and uh, it was fun. And then I, I, this week on the show with with Goldberg, I I had this discussion. One of the things that gets me heated up is is dealer markups, mm-hmm. especially on on vehicles that don't really need a dealer markup. Well, but but I'm a little agnostic on that subject because I feel like. The market kind of will bear what the mar- whatever the market like bears. A, those Jeep Gladiators, that Jeep that I had out here, when that thing came out, the dealers were like, "This is going to be hot. We're getting ten thousand over sticker." And Jeep's like, uh, "Why? We're going to make as many as we need to make, and there's right. nothing special about it. You can get it." And anybody that paid anything over sticker on it, sales have slumped. And now there's nine thousand dollar incentives. So now you're nine thousand under sticker on it. So right, like, I, I, but also, can we be I, smarter about what we're buying with the well, dealer markup? <laughs> look, my my kind of take is, if there's some Mexican and he's selling mangoes on the corner, he can say eight thousand dollars, <laughs> and you can go, no, I'm going to the Whole Foods. Yeah, but you know he'll figure it out. I remember once the. Um, I guess it'd be a 2000, maybe a 1999 BMW Z8. Yeah. That's your, kind of your car, right? You like that car? Yeah, I do like You don't Z8. like the rims, but you like the car. Well, the Alpina rims Alpina, were, yeah, yeah. those, uh, not, not my favorite. I remember going into a dealership uh, right over here in like Universal City or whatever, and the sticker on that car is probably about a buck fifty, yeah. buck forty five, buck fifty five, or something like that. And they're like, we want two fifty. Yeah. Because they're like, this is the new uh, 505 or whatever the hell that one is. Yeah, the V8 or yeah. the 10 that had the 10 in it. No, but what I'm saying is yeah. it's like BMW hadn't built a two-seater convertible yeah. with a V8 in it. Yeah, it had a yeah, V8 in it. Yeah, they hadn't built anything like that in 50 years, you know. And so this was uh, the 507, I think is yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, "You're gonna, this is going to be a serious item, you know. And – I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to pay a hundred grand more than yeah. sticker. But now there are many cars that back in the day that you would have been smart to pay a hundred grand over sticker. Not um, a gladiator. Not a gladiator. <laughs> but, but you know, the latest Ford GT or the first gen yeah. Ford GT, you'd be right about even now. Now the Z8. You would have been pretty sorry five years later that you paid it, but if you hung on to it, now you're getting up toward. You're getting toward, closer. If you paid fifty thousand over a sticker, you might, you might. But if you paid a hundred, right? So, 
basically what I'm what I'm saying is is that's a little on you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. If Listen, somebody, it's, it's all on that that the the dealer and buyer relationship. You know, right. Those but, guys are to blame for this. But, but do do your homework. I mean, what I'm saying is is in my world, the dealer's allowed to go. We want ten grand over on this Gladiator. But you should know that's not a Ferrari. It's not a Ford GT. It's a Jeep. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to go like the Ford GT is going. The um, the McLaren helmet went uh, for uh, 50,000 and uh, 400 euros. That's uh, all in, I guess, with the premium. No. It's a, yeah. Sold for inclusive of applicable buyer's fee. Yeah. This is on, yeah. This is on the website. So the yes. original Bell prototype helmet initially worn in testing – by uh, Mario Andretti, then repainted by Bell and worn by Senna. Um, they couldn't have given him a new helmet, huh? Five hundred, <laughs> uh, sorry, fifty thousand euros. That's still a lot of money. Um, the and, and it's unclear all the races that Senna wore it in, but I think fifty thousand euros is maybe just like fifty five thousand American or sixty thousand American. It's not that much. I think maybe fifty five. We're, we're pretty close in the Euro department. I yeah, think. it's a, it's it's a little less than uh, fifty five thousand. Right. I didn't know that Mario Andretti and Senna had the same size melon. <laughs> Seems I don't uh, think they did, really. Did they repad it or something? Did I don't they, think they really sweated the details yeah. back then. They yeah. just went like, "Yeah, it's a helmet. It Here's another helmet. Fits. Uh, yeah. Sort of. They did. It's back when people didn't. You know, like all the time. I played Pop Warner football and high school football and stuff. Nobody had their own helmet or shoulder pads or anything. Yeah, it was just yeah. all junk they kept in the equipment room. It's like going to the batting cages and they give you the yeah, you grab one out of the bucket. Yeah, you just walk <laughs> up and they'd look at you yeah. and go, all right. And you'd kind of hope that they turned around and cool, pulled something with a cool face mask on it or yeah. something. Something that looked fairly newish. Yeah. 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 And there was always like three pretty new helmets mm-hmm. and uh, yet it, I never got one of those, of course. Yeah. Uh, electric trucks. Where are you yeah. at with that? Uh, we we, uh, we had – so there's some news on electric trucks. Everyone's doing electric truck stuff. And also remind me, I want to tell you about uh, the information I got on your Porsche, on your, your 911S. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in the world of electric trucks, again, we touched on this earlier this week, is, is I like the idea of electric truck more than I like the idea of electric sports car mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of sedan. I think there's a functionality – to the electric trucks, Rivian, Nikola, Hummer, F-150, all these electric trucks that are be hitting the market because you've seen them when you eliminate, when you, when you eliminate, uh, you know, the engine and you use electric motors and you have no transmission, you have all this additional storage and, and like pass through. So when you're going to the Home Depot, you can long pieces of wood or whatever, like, I think there's a functionality to it that I like more than, say, the Tesla Model 3. Because Well, how? yeah, I agree with you. How about the instant torque? Well, I mean, we, we love that. And, and right now, all these, uh, these manufacturers are, are, are hitting us with press releases and drawings and renderings and going, we're going to have 1,000 horsepower and 0 to 60 in three seconds. Uh, but not everyone's going to need that. So there's going to be down models of that. There's going to be, yeah, the instant torque, uh, quiet, um, 
and all the extra storage and stuff for it and and the torque for towing or maybe off-roading or climbing but in our world it's a little bit more about hauling shit and towing stuff and well like and, I was uh I was uh rowing and towing <laughs> I put on a uh one of those like uh sled poles you know Oh yeah because yeah. I'm keeping it real you know and I was on my <laughs> rowing machine and uh, I always just scan around and look for something I can watch with no sound. Yeah, uh, that's uh, visually interesting. And uh, doing having those diesels do the pulls. Oh, you the know? tractor pulls. The tractor pulls, yeah. but not the tractor. This was the truck division. Mm-hmm. And you know they all have the kind of paddle wheels on there, and they're like all look like Ford F three fifties, and they all have the big diesel stack coming out of yeah. the hood and everything. And um, you know, of course, they were all diesel, and I was just looking at it. They're all turbo diesels, and I was just, like, looking at it going, yeah, everything's turbo diesel. Maybe it's blown diesel, I guess. You don't hear that much about blown diesel. I'm not sure why, no. but anyway. And, of course, it's diesel because it's all, it's all torque. Everything's torque. And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, what if that was electric? Yeah. I mean, would you even have more torque if those were all electric trucks? Do you think that could be the next big motorsports segment we have formula e now we have uh uh the the tractor pulls the truck pulls yeah formula, uh, it's, all, it's all quiet formula t <laughs> well it it could be now uh, what what a lot of guys like is the black smoke just belching yeah, out of yeah. the hood you know they got that they just have a one huge stove pipe that just comes always comes yeah. right out of the middle of the hood and it's just yeah it's huge it's the ugliest American activity ever. Like you just see what's coming out of that thing. There's no catalytic converter or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just like just clouds of smoke. Well, the weight that you pull up the little ramp of the back, you'd have to you'd have to make that thing cooler, right? Like you'd have to that has to shoot fireworks or something as it gets higher up. Something. So your so your electric truck is being quiet, and then this thing's shooting flames. Out. God, I'd like to sit down with Mark <laughs> Ruffalo and just watch that. Just this just yeah. not not dark pitch black smoke just billowing from that big pipe. Yeah. You know, when that thing spools up, it's just the it's the ugliest of all American activities. Yeah. Like just yeah. no no filters, no catalytic anything, just right into the atmosphere. Just boom, <laughs> main line. Right, right to the heavens. Do you think Ruffalo even knows it, it exists? Do you think DiCaprio knows? <laughs> Has he seen it? It is weird in that I know of all the things that Mark Ruffalo's into because I, I mean, you know, I make fun of it. All right, what, what, whatever the environmental, whatever version is, or the windmills or the solar panels or the you know formula e or whatever like or, or the million woman march or whatever it is mm-hmm. like uh, the pink hats or whatever like i'm aware of all that stuff i make fun of it but i'm i'm totally aware of what's going on yeah i don't know that those guys have any idea of what's going on in the middle of the country yeah. with sleds and towing and stuff like that like like they might be aware that there's something called a tractor pull but would they know that the sl- the way the sled worked Right. That that it gets heavier as you yeah. get going, so you eventually stop. Yeah. I don't think they know that. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Well, maybe it's best they don't. You're telling me that DiCaprio, at one point in his career, never like dropped the flag at a NASCAR race or something. 
Like he was never invited to some promotion or something for a movie. And I'll, then like, I, uh, and then later he's like, "We shouldn't fly, fly on private jets." We I, th- I think I think they probably there's probably some of that in their history, but I do not know that they would be aware of a tractor pull. I'm also people are insanely unaware of like Lama. You know, they're like, "How long is that?" or "How big's the course?" or "What kind of cars run there?" Like they don't really, yeah. People, most people I talk to have a lot of difficulty uh, separating a race car from a street car. You know, like you'll go, oh, it's the 935. Paul Newman drove at Le Mans. Bobby Rahal won. Brian Redman, they won uh, 24 hours of Daytona in that car. And they go, oh, you ever take your kids out in it? And I go, no. <laughs> they no, go, it's a racing it's a, car. There's no seats seat. in it. And they go, but you drive it on the street. You drive it around like on a weekend. And I go, no, it I, can't be driven know? on the street. And they're yeah. like, but don't you take it out? Like they don't. <laughs> I, what is that? Like I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, people you, like I, I get it. I like racing, but I also I, I not, know what the Impossible Burger is. I don't eat it, I'm, but I'm aware of it. You know, I don't go like right. what well, it's a it's a plant. Patty, what do you do? Rub that on your face? <laughs> do you own a racehorse? Do you ride them on the street? <laughs> yeah, it's like they... It's not really. It's a racehorse. I don't know. Maybe they're just lazy or something. They don't really... They, they got to do... know what drag racing is. They run those commercials for Pomona all the time. They, well, they'll do a thing, too, where you'll go like, uh, I got a 935 Porsche at Paul Newman ran at Le Mans. They'll go... I had a buddy who had a 914 growing up. Yeah. I think it was a 1.8. Yeah. And I he go, used to run it at Coldwater Canyon. And I go, like, that's all right. But yeah. that's not really yeah. what we're talking about here at all. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. There's something with Porsche, the name Porsche in it in your past that you've connected. Yeah. Me too. Right. It, you know, it's kind of... It kind of reminds me of... It kind of reminds me of like when people used to find out I was a carpenter. I literally remember when I was at K-Rock in the early years and like someone, I, one of the women at sales or whatever, she's like, y- you're a carpenter? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a carpenter. And she's like, oh, um, I got all this. Uh, you like carpentry? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do. I have a passion for it. And she'd go, she was like, my tub at home's got all this caulking built up on it. Like it's all mildewy and everything. You, you want to come by and like take that out? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> She's like, why? That's like carpentry stuff. And I'm like, no, it's like weird shit grunt work. Like, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. not into that. Oh, gross. I thought you were into this stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm into the 935. No, I'm not into the 914, the bone stock 914 <laughs> that your neighbor owned. Yeah. That's not a very good car. That's the moldy caulking of Porsche. Uh, yes, it's the moldy <laughs> caulking of Porsche. Uh, uh, so who's Porsche. coming out? Who's coming out with a, an electric truck? Uh, Rivian, who's teamed up with Ford and Amazon, uh, and uh, Rivian will be the platform for Lincoln, uh, Lincoln's electric SUVs or cars or whatever. It's going to be based on the Rivian, which uh, we like what they're doing. Their technology is good. Hummer is mm. going to have uh, – They're coming back. They're coming back. Um, I, it's going to be a pickup truck. Uh, I think it's going to be based off the GMC truck, but we'll see. Um 
We will see the vehicle. It'll be unveiled to everybody May 20th, and deliveries will start in 2021. Who's worse? Loaded Hummer guy or loaded G-Wagon guy? Uh. (laughs) Who's the worst individual? I mean, they're both horrible, but who's worse? Well, there's not an electric G-Wagon that we know of. Is I'm is, talking circa 19, uh, circa 2007. Is that when people were tagging and vandalizing Humvees and Hummers on the parking lots of dealers? Yeah, there was some of that. But kind of there, like your guys, like I had a guy pull up to my place in a canary yellow one with like triple chrome rims on it. And he was supposed to give me some estimate. And I was just like, I, I don't like this. I don't want to deal with this guy. I don't like him. I don't like yeah. him. He's charging too much. He's pulling up in that brand new Hummer. But but who's douchier? Like Hummer, loaded Hummer guy? I'm not talking about Schwarzenegger independent rear Hummer. I'm talking about live rear axle with fake valve stem Hummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. Not military Humvee. No, versus G-Wagon yeah. guy. G-Wagon who's got it wrapped. Yeah. I, I I just can't get on board with the G-Wagon. Well, they're both douchebags. <laughs> One's just in a higher tax bracket, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I go with the G-Wagon guy because, like, they're both colossal douches, but one of them's going to pay for dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when yeah. we're hanging around talking about how hot the Kardashians are, he's going to pick up the tab. Yeah, he's going to talk about it cost him four grand to wrap the that thing in flat black. <laughs> <laughs> what is the flat? Yeah, I don't get what that. What, you know, I, I, it's called a shiny new Cadillac or yeah. shiny new Mercedes Benz. It's shiny and new. That's the way I I used to think about it. Yeah, I, maybe we're moving away from the from the flat. Well, you don't know this because you don't uh, follow it, but um, football helmets, many football helmets have gone satin as well. But, but is helmets. there a metallic under it, so it's a satin outer, but it still shines a little light? Because if no, you think of like a silver, think of a silver paint that reflects a lot of light, but with a satin clear coat over it, it gives it sort of a frosted look to it, but can still, because that could be interesting. It was an interesting thing. They used to be shiny. Mm-hmm. You take like the Minnesota Vikings, they used to be shiny, and then they went to like a satiny, matty, eggshelly yeah. kind of finish. And one of the things that's interesting is, I'm going to bring this around to Ferrari. Ferrari, um, find out how much Fran Tarkington's helmet sold for at uh, RM Sotheby's. And uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> famous Minnesota Viking quarterback. Um Ferrari famously has their Scuderia red or whatever, but it's really orange, but it looks red on camera. Mm -hmm. So their red red on camera is a little bit too dark. Okay. And they do an orange and it looks red. Now, I did my movie theater with red chairs and you take a picture of it and people go, oh, that's a weird orange. Red can turn to orange and I guess orange can turn to red. But Ferrari figured out... We want our cars to look red on TV, so we're going to paint them this orangey red shade, and that'll make them look proper. Um, The Minnesota Vikings used to have a really shiny helmet, 
and they had this insignia on the side of the helmet, and it would like ghost when when the video was on it. Like you'd see like a trail coming off it oh, or something. Like it was reflecting re- too much, yeah, it must whatever. Have been reflective. And th- now the cameras are much better, and it's not a problem. But the satin actually probably reads better. There's, you know, it's not bouncing light off it. Yeah, you know, I was so going to say, I my guess was going to be some sort of reflection issue. And yeah, but I, half, actually, I didn't initially think about camera. I thought about playing. Half the other league, the, everyone else in the league, or many other people, just have their own old shiny helmets, which which yeah. I I happen to I happen to like. But I'm old school, so there's going to be a bunch of electric trucks available. Bunch of electric trucks available, and I'm more interested in them than I think in the electric cars. But uh, but that's that's just me. What do you think the equivalent torque will be? I mean. I mean, for towing and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're yeah. going to be able to go. Is they're going to be able to go through the roof with torque if they want, right? I mean, the biggest dieseliest Ford F three fifty is not going to be able to match whatever torque the electric trucks have if and they want to ramp it up, right? Yeah, and I don't have the the exact information in front of me, but I think uh, Nikola, it's a Arizona based startup company that's working on a truck is. You know they're they're going after something like nine hundred horsepower and and but they're testing the vehicle to be more of a workhorse vehicle and they're like yeah it's going to tow it's going to tow thirteen thousand eighteen thousand pounds and it's well this gonna, you is, know, it's just going to be huge torque this is a this is interesting yeah, this because is, this, we're this looking picture at pictures we saw, but yeah. it is the future because it the torque when it comes to the eighteen wheelers. Small, whatever. Towing means torque. Diesel means torque. And all these diesel trucks that are on the road, these big 18-wheelers, you know, that are downshifting and belching plumes and, you know, up the grapevine and everything. If you can get this really unlimited torque of the electric going, that's going to be a huge, well, huge I, deal. I, I agree that it – I agree in the world of commercial – vehicles and uh, fleet vehicles it's probably going to be the best use initially or ultimately maybe in the long term for electric vehicles if electric semi trucks and delivery vehicles and amazon placed an order for a hundred thousand electric vehicles from rivian hundred thousand a hundred thousand they just like we just want all of our delivery vehicles to start going to electric it's gonna take years to get them but uh, but imagine every UPS truck, FedEx truck, mailman, like imagine all of those going to some sort of clean electric. Uh, granted, you plug them all in to, to you know, solar panels instead of, instead of sucking on the grid and, and firing off our nuclear power plants. Well, my dream is build nuclear power plants and then just have them power all this electric stuff. But my also dream was well everyone's like freaked out about the self-driving car if you talk to anybody who studies traffic it's all just kind of driver error there Mm -hmm. is no reason for traffic like when you're on the 405 freeway and you physically come to a stop i always marvel at that like i'm in the left lane or second to the left lane and me on the way here and physically stopped and i'm like how does this how can this be there's no light there's no cross street there's no no anything i'm in the left lane like we're physically stopped 
And then you just realize how pathetically bad everyone is. Like how many times people just sat at a red, not turned right. Yeah, and you yeah. have to honk at them and stuff like that. They just like, they don't know what's going on I, or the person that won't pull out into the intersection. So only one car can turn left. If that stuff was all just automated, like if that was just, Hey, you're turning right on this red because there's no cars coming or it reads to ear. I mean, on Laurel Canyon, when you come back from the comedy store, there's a sign and it says no right on red Monday through Friday. And if you come back on a Saturday night, there'll just be some idiot sitting there and you t- tap on the horn and they're like, hey, man, no right. On. And it's like, yeah, during these days, <laughs> yeah. this isn't those days. Yeah, this is Saturday night. So go ahead. Yeah. Now. But the, but the smart car would know. The smart car would know. And well, it would. Yeah. And we could eliminate that. The uh, Nicola Badger, um, over 900 horsepower, zero to 60 in two nights. Jesus, a truck. 600 miles of range with hydrogen, I guess, supplemented. So it's, it's, it's 300 on just an electric version, and then yeah. the hydrogen electric version is uh, 600. Listen, man, it's it's the, the 300 range is fine. It's all it all comes down to this. People do, and I'm going to make this about me. And I don't like to talk about myself, <laughs> but I'm going to make this about me. Everyone does this thing with the range where they go, well, what if you wanted to take the kids to the Grand Canyon and there was, you didn't have enough range? It's like, okay, who's, when's the last time anyone drove the kids to the Grand Canyon? <laughs> the answer is fucking never. Yeah. Just never. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Rent a Camry. I'll tell you what happens a lot. What happens a lot is, um, it's uh, Thursday night, and we're driving to. We got to be in Palm Desert at nine thirty tomorrow morning, Friday morning, to do some speaking thing with James Carville and uh, Dennis Prager and whatever it is. And I come pulling into my garage after going to the comedy store or something on Thursday night. And it's ten thirty night. I come pulling in, and I look down, and the range is seventy one miles that's mm-hmm. what i got left in the fucking tank and i'm like mike august is going to be here at 6 45 in the morning yeah so what are we what are we going to do are we going to go back we're going to fill up tonight yeah yeah or are we going to just go halfway to palm desert and like pull over and fill up now if i could just plug that fucking shit in and go into the house and it would be full when I came down, you know, when Mike showed up at 645 in the morning. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not the overall range. It's that feeling of waking up the next day and going, oh, fuck, I'm going to Palm Desert and I don't have enough to get there. Yeah. That's, for me, what it would be about. Yeah. There, uh, look, convenience has a lot to do with it. But the flip side of that coin is you are driving someplace. Do you stop at the, you know, the quick charger for a half an hour or... In your gas engine vehicle, do you do you, do you pop into a gas station and in three and a half minutes you got a full tank and you're on your way again, right? The so thing about the gas station is the the pump is pretty slow, and uh, you just if, if you're like me, it drives you nuts because you have to just stand there and it's like dink dink yeah. dink, and uh, also psychologically uh, out in California where gas is you know four twenty five a gallon, <laughs> I don't like seeing that thing spool like. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like it's like the the inflation billboards or something. Oh, like you're staring like you're looking at this thing. And you're like, I'm at sixty one dollars and we're four four and a half gallons in. <laughs> like like what? Yeah. No. And so what I have to do is start making 
busy work for myself. Like, I'm going to go clean my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I start running around a car and trying to clean stuff in the car. And, and a lot of those, uh, a lot of those pumps, they tap out at a hundred bucks and you're not even done yet. Right. Like, you're still, you still, Filling it up, especially the truck. Also, there's a little I stopped in Hollywood on the way home from the comedy store, the Laugh Factory or something the other night because, like, that was the whole thing. It's like I couldn't get home. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I was at my house, and I was like, you got 37 miles on your range. And I'm like, shit. And I pulled in at, like, 5 o'clock. You know, I would have happily just fucking plugged it in and got another 30, 40 miles out of it, yeah. jumped into it at 9 o'clock at night and been fine. But I knew I wasn't going to make it back. So I yeah. drove out, did a set, and I was in Hollywood. And now it was like 11, 30, 12 at night when I was like coming home. And it's like it's a little dicey. Yeah, You feel a little vulnerable. The guy works at the gas station. He's in a safe room. He's, he's in like a panic room. He's with, got he's in a, a panic room with eight <laughs> inches of Lexan, ballistic Lexan. You're out on your own. Yeah. Like, he's in the shark cage. You're free diving. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going he's got on. Access to food and cigarettes. <laughs> That's right. A phone. Bottled water. <laughs> yeah. Vitamin yeah. aid. Yeah. He's got five hour water. Energy. Yeah, he he's, he can last there. He'll he'll make it for months. You're out in the wild. <laughs> That's it. Next time you roll up to the comedy store and you park in the back, you'll be like, I'll be back in 22 minutes. Maybe go fill up my car. And also, when the shit goes down out there, you know, that guy ain't fucking even calling 911. He's not a hero. He, all he's doing is getting his camera out and filming <laughs> you getting stabbed. That's so right. So he can throw it up but on like, YouTube. It's hard to see while I was behind the bulletproof glass. Yeah, it's a little nine foggy. inches of Lexan. <laughs> All right, let me hit uh, Geico. Do yep. you own? Do you rent? Which is it? Well, it's got to be one or the other. How about you let Geico do the uh, easy work for you, bundling it? Why should you have to do that? Save some money. Go to Geico. Makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy at Geico. Just go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could be saving at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle at Geico.com. Uh, let's see. So when are, when are all these electric vehicles going to be trucks going to be ready to go? They start rolling out in the next year or two. Uh, but you know, some of these, I'm always on the fence with the startup companies because I I keep, I keep saying this. It's like, all right, they're, they're all in, they're developing the technology and they're, they're testing a vehicle. It's like, but who are they partnering with? Because now you need a dealer network and service and maintenance and warranties. And it's like, that's the complex part. Well, it's really don't expensive. you? So, here, unless here, you're Hummer or Ford. Well, yeah, here, so I'm, I'm seeing Rivian is supposed to deliver uh, pickups and SUVs by the end of this year. Ford has an all-electric F-150 on the way. Uh, the electric Hummer is going to be end of 2021 along with the uh, Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. Here's what I imagine is going to happen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but it makes sense to me. Big businesses sit around like Anheuser-Busch. They sit around and they just make, you know, Michelob and stuff. And then at some point, some upstart brewing company starts making a really cool IPA, you know. And the big companies are aware of these companies. And so mm-hmm. what they do is they go, we're going to buy this company, but we're not going to put Anheuser-Busch's name on it. We're going to make people still think it's Stone Brewery yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. And But we're going to be able to take our might and put it behind this distribution and blah, blah, blah. And we're not, we don't have to deal with the competition anymore. We're going to buy, you know, Ford's going to buy Ferrari. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that thing, right? Yeah, that's why Rivian is the one that I'm looking at the most because of their their funding, their partnerships with Ford, their their backing, their backing from Amazon, not just from a cash investment, but also the huge order of a hundred thousand trucks. And I like right. the idea that now they have a, a future revenue already in place. So I think they're the most uh, interesting to me so far. All right, I'm going to be at uh, Hilarities coming up February 27th doing stand-up in Cleveland, and then I'm going to Indianapolis, home of the 500. That'll be uh, Helium, February 28th and 29th. And uh, our Peterson Automotive Museum, big event, CarCast Live, and uh, we're also going to do a car show out there. It was such a hit last year, March 21st. So where should people go for that? So go to peterson.org slash CarCast. We're going to do a screening of Shelby American, but I'm hoping we can dig up some some unseen footage to there make is, it a little special. Maybe there is going to be there is going to be some extra footage yeah. in there that nobody's seen. We Could got be, stuff that he races that he did that when he was driving, obviously back that nobody yeah. has. Well, yeah. tickets are available now and includes access to the museum and the James Hetfield collection that's up there. It's going to be cool. And you can get uh, uppity at Chassis. You can get everything at Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. And if you like those movies on Netflix or whatever, leave a nice uh, rating. Go to Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb and just tell them you liked it. It always, it all just helps. You can uh, pre-order my book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, which is uh, available now for pre-order at uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Bookmark us and click through. What do you got, Motorator? Uh, yeah, follow me at Motorator. Constantly posting photos and uh, and chatting with everybody. So, uh, yeah, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So, until next time, Santa Curl for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.